This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, there, everyone. It's Chris. Good evening. Uh, I'm Jesse. I like the spooky good evening. Yeah, was that was that? You sound just like you did last week. That wasn't even like <laughs> you try to I'm do the spooky thing every week. Yeah, I'm tr- well, I'm trying to get in the vibe for tonight. But yeah, I <laughs> guess maybe I just always sound creepy. That's probably what it is. Just say. <laughs> yeah. Well, for- welcome everyone. Thank you for for joining the uh, the geology flannel cast this week. We have a uh, we have a very uh, seasonal topic very uh we're, we're, we have a topic all about halloween today and uh, yes. spooky stories in geology or just basically just anything kind of spooky or creepy related to to geology so Spook, it's a spooktacular episode yeah <laughs> we had a- uh i i should from the outset uh i, I assume we're going to keep this pretty light so if you're here for some hard-hitting science yeah this is the episode for it yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna start with Bigfoot, yeah. Sasquatch, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I tell you who we won't touch tonight is the Mothman because he scares me. Yeah. So uh, we already we already talked about the Mothman. Yeah, I know. That was covered in the episode of Rivers. Whatever the oldest rivers. The oldest rivers. Yeah. Ninety nine. Yeah, because yeah, you talked about the new river and the Mothman was yeah West down Virginia, in West Virginia. West Virginia's own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wild and wonderful. Where they could they have a they have a new um, catchphrase for the state now? Almost heaven, I think they. Oh, uh, that John Denver. I like wild and wonderful. Wild and wonderful. I do too. Well, very wonderful. fitting. <clears throat> I feel like uh, Pennsylvania went through a stretch where they just they change it like every two years. Yeah, yeah. And I miss. You've got a friend. Apparently, it was too religious. You've got a friend? Yes. We've got a friend in Pennsylvania, huh? Because it's we're the Quaker state. Yeah. Quaker's oh, the, friends. The friends, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like, it makes me angry. I loved you got a friend in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Who, who's got a problem with the Quakers also? Uh, That's a good point. I don't, yeah. <laughs> they, kept, they kept trying to fight them and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's is it state of independence now, which is that's pretty good. Yeah, but Meh. it's all right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, um, who wants to start off? Yeah, uh, you want me? To, you want me to start down under, down underground here? Yeah, I tell you what. Are you are you going to go? What do you mean down under? Australia I'll, down under? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I was going to start. Um, in the mines and then you could talk about i'll end you tell your gold mining story yeah yeah okay i'll, I'll cue that up so all right so so i'm gonna i'm gonna start with uh <clears throat> a, a, a spookiness about mines and a lot of these come from uh old tin mines or, or coal mines um and a lot of this takes place in in um great britain and so you have these Spirits are, are what not called uh, knockers or Tommy knockers. I always knew them as Tommy knockers. I always know that I knew them as Tommy knockers. It was a Stephen King novel. 
It is, which I, I don't think has any much to do now that I think about it. Now they find the spaceship buried underground. It doesn't, doesn't much tie in here aside from the name. It's spooky. I remember watching the TV miniseries and being spooky. Yeah. Stephen King is, I, he's creepy. <laughs> um, uh, so the, I, I came across this term. I actually never heard of the term Tommy knock oh. before, before this, uh, this evening when I was looking up these topics. Yeah. Uh, they're like, they're, ghosts in the mines right well so they started as their are you gonna say about like dead miners ghosts well i i mean i wasn't well do you have a story about this where are you going no no so they start as they're actually not so they're originally um if you're in if you're in like cornwall or devon they're like gnome like creatures okay in in wales they're known as uh Coblin eye, which is the word Coblin eye, which it's Welsh, so it's it's spelled sort of crazy. Um, it's related to the German word cobalt, uh, which comes from the old French goblin, which is where we get goblin. Goblin. Um, huh. And so Cornish miners. Boy, that word's been around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Cornish miners and 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 the 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 um, the Welsh miners believe that these little they're little um, gnomes essentially that were anywhere from like a foot to two feet tall, and they would lead you to the rich veins of of tin or coal or whatever you were looking for. But the knocking itself comes from um, they would knock on the walls, especially if there was like an impending wall collapse. Or they would knock if you heard three knocks right in a row and nothing else. That meant the imminent death of one of the miners. Oh. And this is all from the Tommy knockers. This is the Tommy knockers, the knockers, sometimes called the knackers. Yeah. So in Cornwall, they're described as being like two two feet tall. With, with really big heads and sort of long arms. They're all kind of weird looking, um, but they all wear minor garb. Um, the Coblin Eye dress in little mining outfits, <laughs> but they're supposed to be, uh, and I, I think I quote here, uh, very ugly. Hmm. Um, but well, beauty is the, in the eye of the beholder. And, but they're, they're, they're mainly very friendly and very helpful. And it was considered sort of customary to leave them the last little bit of your food. Um, and the miners, a lot of times would eat these pasty things, you know, this little like meat pies and you would leave the little last bit of dough um, sort of as an offering. And, and if you were neglectful in that, they would, they would, um, they would be mischievous towards you. They'd blow out your, your candle or if you set your pick down or your shovel down, it would disappear. Um, so sort of all in good fun. And it, the, the, so this comes over with the, with the, the especially the, the Cornish and Welsh miners in the early 1800s, to the coal fields of Pennsylvania. And it's, you know, probably why I'm familiar with it, I assume. I don't know. I'm also, I was a weird kid. So, 
<laughs> and you're also oddly into coal, which is you know, yeah. Well, you know, I hence the, uh, the 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 coal mini series that we had. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I grew up in this in this in this region, but you know, uh, so it started as being like these gnome or or, or you know goblin like things, but when it came over to America. There is some, well, not even when it came over to America, the one story I read, there's some thought that <clears throat> Tommy knockers could re- be spirits of miners who died in the mine. Um, so there could be a ghost of a man. And, and so there is, there was some write up of um, it was sort of customary when a fatal accident happened, the men who were in the mine at the time, couldn't go back into the mine until after the dead miners funeral. Okay. Um, yeah. Or, you know, there, there was some, there, there's a story out of um, shoot. I, I'm forgetting now where I'm going to say Kentucky in the early 1900s where, you know, there was this explosion in the mine and it, it killed a bunch of miners and they pulled out the bodies and they buried the one and uh, there was this Tommy knocker that wouldn't leave the miners alone um, until they dug up one of the spots where the explosion occurred and they found the body of one of the other people they thought they had buried. So it was like the spirit who was kind of restless because oh. they had a funeral for him, but it wasn't actually him in the grave. Who they put in the grave then? I don't know. And one, <laughs> one of the other uh, m- miners w- weren't weren't you know were kind of expendable to the mine bosses in the late eighteen so hundreds. Wow. Yeah. So this eventually, you know, the, these ideas move out west when you start having your gold and your silver rushes, your copper rushes. Now, did you pick up anything on the Tommy knockers with them? Um, uh, I, I I don't know if the this the story changed at all when it, when it came over to America. But the other thing that I read I I read the I, I read like a quick little blurb, like two sentence blurb about him. I didn't go into the detail like you did, which is very <laughs> impressive, by the way. I really oh. enjoyed the uh, the origin of that. <laughs> um, but there's uh, the one thing that I read that they uh, you know some of them would show you where the deposits of the ore were. Yeah, but then there were other stories that said they would lead you to your death. Yeah. So I, you know, I can't find that most of the time you, you see that they're sort of benevolent and there's, there's some stories into the 1900s where like miners wouldn't go in unless they were assured that Tommy knockers were on duty. Like they want right. to know that they have, but I did see um, a, a children's rhyme about, Tommy knockers sort of being, yeah, if I, I did actually, now that you say about it, um, uh, about leading you astray, but there is a children's rhyme here and it goes late last night and the night before Tommy knockers, Tommy knockers knocking at my door. I want to go out. Don't know if I can, cause I'm so afraid of the Tommy knocker, man, mm. which yeah, I don't need Sounds that. Sounds like, like the precursor to Slender Man. I don't know. I, like, after I might not sleep tonight. <laughs> okay. I get. I mean, I think you should dress up like a Tommy Knocker for Halloween now. You know. Yeah. I 
I was always, I didn't realize until I started reading this that they were so benevolent. I always just, I, I always, I knew about Tommy knockers because you're, if you're in a mine, sometimes, you know, you hear noises. Mm-hmm. I just always thought of them as being in the mine, neither good nor bad, just, you know, a spirit kind of either a restless spirit, just working away or kind of just, you know, banging, banging, banging away or something like that. I don't, I don't know. That's just what I've always heard. Yeah. It's interesting how about the, the Tommy knockers that, I mean, you know, kind of these little, these usually, I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Like I, when I was like the quick little blurb I read about, I'm like, huh, they, they have like these like spirits or whatever, these little like animals that are like for good. Hmm. You don't yeah. have to hear that. You know, it's kind of like, and then I, I saw the next sentence, but they could also lead you to your death. And it's like, okay, well now <laughs> I, did, I did the, I, I will say the connection, I'll make one connection here to, to some real science. Um, and then I'll be done with that. Uh, <laughs> so there is some interesting thought about the, and this is sort of recent research about how our mind operates when we're in total darkness. Mm. Um and so this is in 2013. Is this like your other senses get heightened once well, your vision? So like, yeah, gets cut there's, out? This, there's there was a study that came out in 2013 called kinesthesis can make the invisible hand visible. And so kinesthesis, I'm probably saying that wrong, is the perception of body movement. And so it's 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 being able to detect changes in body position and movements with without relying on information from the five senses. So it's, it's basically, you know, some people are really good at detecting. Some people need that hand-eye coordination more than anything else. And, and some people don't necessarily need that. And so it's kind of the connection here of whether or not you need to see what's happening. Some people, they find their senses sort of work all together. It's kind of like you ever hear the idea about people who can um, see color. Yeah. You know, when they yeah. see a yes. color, they yeah. see a number. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, or they, they see a number and and they it like smells color. or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's the same idea there, but it there is that idea. There is this this thing about miners that get trapped have oftentimes have visions. Mm-hmm. And I think most recently those miners in Chile who got trapped, they yeah. talked about seeing like, you know, the Virgin Mary or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. so there's some idea about your mind playing a trick on trick. So if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever been in a mine when the lights go out, it is, it is like the darkest dark. It's yeah. It's total it's darkness. It's total just, darkness. yeah. Like when they say like, you can't see the hand in front of your face, like they mean that's, it. Yeah. That's the God's honest <laughs> truth. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, I could see how like, you know, cause when you go in like a, a cave tour or something like that, you know, they always, they cut the lights out for like 30 seconds or something yeah. like that, you know, and it's creepy. It's like, it's, it's just eerie. That's all I can say. It's, yeah. just, it's really, really eerie. Your mind can play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. I think pretty easily. All right. So, um, I got a, I got a, uh, a story here about a haunted mine in Nevada. All right. All right. Uh, this is the yellow. Um, 
This is about the uh, the Yellow Jacket Mine Fire. Uh, so haunted mine in Gold Hill, Nevada. And uh, so this happened on April 7th, uh, 1869. The miners at uh, uh, Gold Hill's Yellow Jacket Mine, they, they left their families in the morning and, and went to work just like a normal day. Uh, later that morning, there was a... Uh, a large methane fire broke out uh, 800 feet down in the mine and it collapsed uh, the timbers and basically, I guess, all um, the supports, all the um, the structural supports in there. And the, uh, the fire quickly spread to the other neighboring mines as well. And so these miners were trapped down there with, uh, that was, they, they weren't able to escape. So the, uh, the mine burned for several days and uh, unfortunately, 35 miners died in this in this accident. Um, it should have been a higher number, but uh, you know, if you could paint a positive, uh, you know, image for this, it was the the accident happened during a shift change, so the numbers of people down the mine were were limited. Uh, they don't really know what what caused the the fire. Some people claim it was just a, it was an unattended lantern. Um, other people say that it was uh, it was purposely set by uh, by people by greedy people who were trying to crash the market on silver. So they never really huh. figured out what caused this fire. So it's believed that eleven dead miners haunt the mine to this day. So that's the mm-hmm. first thing. So thirty five people yeah. died, but only eleven of them are yeah. still sticking around. Only so. <laughs> eleven were disgruntled enough to say, yeah. like, nope, that's, that's, I'm that's, staying. That's yeah. not even fifty percent. So that's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know who holds grudges now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, all right. So uh of these eleven dead miners that haunt the mine, uh uh I guess uh, some of the things that, that occur at this mine are uh strange lights and glowing blue and white orbs have been seen near the entrance for the for the mine shaft uh, and then also it's been said that you can hear the faint sound of cries uh, by explorers that go inside the mine oh that's oh could you imagine if you're like walking into a mine you're like 20 feet into it and then all of a sudden you hear like oh. yeah right. oh, well here's here's the even better uh, this it gets the the plot thickens with this story okay uh so near the mine there's the uh the gold hill hotel and saloon they hmm. see paranormal activity as well so oh. you see, they see ghosts of the miners in work gear that's where all the the 24 other ones went that's like, where i'm the gonna other spend ones it, went. i'm gonna spend eternity <laughs> yeah. at the bar <laughs> yeah hang out the wooden hall you know of another sarsaparilla so <laughs> <laughs> so um the local saloon gold hill uh hotel and saloon they see these ghosts of the miners in work gear, they walk around the hotel at nighttime. And here's the creepy thing. The ghosts come out in full force on the anniversary of the fire. Oh. Oh. No, Um, thank you. So uh, let's see. the The mine is currently closed. And all that's left is the uh, the inclined chute, uh, head frame, uh, the miner's cabin, and obviously the ghosts. They're still walking around. Uh, so there is the cabin down there at the mine is you can rent it out. 
and uh, guests of the the Gold Hill Hotel can can rent out this this haunted cabin. So that sounds oh. a little oof. I don't. Yeah, would a, you guys do that? Would you? I don't you guess guys... field trip. <laughs> so we should we should have gone to Nevada for this Halloween. Would you guys rent out a uh, a cabin that you knew was supposed to be haunted? No, I wouldn't no. do it either. That'd be horrible. Because the one thing I love in life more than like anything else is getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> and just you know, just creepy stuff happening all night. Ah. I I tell you what though, I'm on the website right now. And they've they've definitely they've updated it a bit. I, I I don't know if I'd feel so creepy with the two flat screen TVs and the linoleum floors. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ghosts are very particular <laughs> about <Yeah>. their flooring. <laughs> uh, ooh, minimum two nights stay. Mm. Mm, no red mm. flags. I do not like it. It's pet friendly though, so if you got a ghost hunting dog or something, Max, bring, maximum stay eternity. We can bring. Yeah, your it cats. sounds like. I mean, sounds like if if you have a, I don't know, Scooby Doo, he'd love it. Oh man! Oh, good call. Yeah, pull up and in the I mystery machine. I would have gotten machine. away with it if it weren't for <laughs> you meddling kids. I tell you that what though, this old timey saloon does look pretty neat. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure so. if I would stay in there or not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> so I stayed in a, I don't know, suppose I stayed in a hotel in Savannah that was haunted. And I don't know. It didn't bother me at all. I was, <laughs> but um, supposedly uh, people say you could hear someone walking around on the, on the, on the roof at night in the hotel. Why is someone on the roof? Probably just some drunk person on the roof. That's yeah, Savannah, yeah. you know. Like, ghost doing up on the roof, anyhow. Yeah. What is this? I, uh, um, yeah, I grew up in a creepy old house, so I heard a lot of things. Uh, Don't care for it. And do you guys have any personal ghost stories? I feel like yeah, I've got a lot. <laughs> I've never heard any of your ghost stories. I've known you for geez over ten years now. Oh I, gosh, yeah, no, I've never well, heard you tell a ghost story. Yeah, they're best in person. Uh, yeah, because I don't like being creeped out. We had so in my so the house I grew up in was a hundred and thirty years old, something like that. Really? Yeah, and so yeah, it's a gorgeous house. Yeah, you been so there, was, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Steve wow. spent the night and lived to tell the tale. Yeah, almost almost didn't make it through the morning. <laughs> yeah, <almost>. <laughs> <laughs> his, his brother has a chin-up bar and his brother is significantly shorter than me, so I'm walking out of the room and like concussed myself. <laughs> it's smacking my oh, head right no. into the chin-up bar. <laughs> I, heard it, I heard it from across the hall. <laughs> I was like, shoot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it hurt a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but we had um, so I you know, we had this old grandfather clock. So the, the stairs coming up were like, they come up and you come to a landing and it makes a 90 degree turn up. And, uh, the, the grandfather clock would sit on this landing. And whenever you stepped on the landing, the, the chimes of the grandfather clock would sort of tingle just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my bedroom was at the top of the stairs and there'd be some nights where like the, the sound of someone stepping on the landing is like distinct. You could tell mm-hmm. when someone was coming up the stairs and 
you know, just every, every so often I'd be laying in bed and you would just hear that noise. And like, I was always the last one to sleep. No one was awake. So just, just little things like that. We had, um, so there in the hallway going to the kitchen, there was a light and just the way it was wired. When you turn that light on in the hallway, going to the attic, it would also turn that light on. Okay. And so like, if someone was, you know, going to the kitchen, they flip the switch, the light would go on, you know, on the second floor, going to the attic. And you know, that light would just every so often just flick on, even though like no one was downstairs. Ooh. Yeah. It's just like creepy, little, little creepy things. And never like a ghost coming up and being like, boo. <laughs> uh, but just, you know, it's, I feel like it's the littler things sometimes where you just like, you look around your back and you get goosebumps or something. Yeah. 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 The hair raises on your, um, yeah. I've got some other creepy ones. I'll tell you sometime. I have, uh, I've only had one ghost story that's ever happened to me. And this is, geez, let's see. I was living, I was living in Philly at the time with a couple at a house. I rented out with a couple buddies. And uh, I remember it was like one, it's like a summer, summer afternoon. I got home from work and I was just really tired. I just, I just went up to my room just to take a little nap. And I remember just laying there in my bed. I was home alone. Nobody, nobody was home in the house at all. And uh, I didn't have, it's a pretty cheap house. We were renting out, you know, I was like, 20 23 24 years old or whatever and the i didn't have a lock on the door but it was just like the little like the metal latch thing you know the the hook yeah. and loop or whatever you know mm-hmm. that was it and so i'm just laying there i'm like half asleep and i hear this jingling sound and i look over and the the hook is popping up and down and then Ooh. it pops off and i go what was that? <laughs> and i got like that really like creepy feeling there was like a back there's a back bedroom to this uh this house and i always got that feeling like someone was in the room with you mm. you know it was like it was not a good feeling and i, I yeah the one day the the loot the latch just popped off by itself and i looked at it i'm like i i don't need this right now like <laughs> <laughs> i've had a day I don't need... yeah. yeah yeah but all the windows were shut you couldn't even say it was the wind it was just i don't know yeah how that, but, Little yeah, that was that was yeah. kind of weird yeah no thanks. No thanks. Steve, any any good stories? No. No. <laughs> nope. All right. So I'm, I'm a I'm a scientist. I, rational, <laughs> I rationalize everything. All right. Well, I got a. Uh, here we go. I was. Uh, I, I got a a good uh, geological explanation on why some caves are haunted. Ooh. All right. So I was on this website. I'm, I'm trying to look up stories about haunted caves and there's all these like i don't know weird weird stories about you know caves like pseudo being haunted but it's always like all these stories are kind of like yeah whatever it just sounds like that's just kind of weird situations and then at the bottom of this website this is amazing i love this it said is you know is there a geological explanation for these ghost stories in this cave. This is in Australia, by the way. That's what I ask right. myself every time I read any story. <laughs> is, there is, there, is there a the geological yes. explanation for this? So I'm just going to read this off this website. The geological explanation for the ghost stories in the caves, right? The paranormal activity in caves. All right. Let me, I got to do this. Just chime in when you feel this becomes scientifically inaccurate, right? 
All right. Haunted caves are also uh, found. Uh, I'm chiming in. <laughs> ding, <laughs> ding. You All had right. me at haunted. Okay. Haunted <laughs> caves are also found in other parts of the world. There are well-known haunted cave systems in the U.S. And, and the U.K. In recent years, some paranormal investigators have theorized that rocks containing a high percentage of quartz, such as limestones, can somehow absorb the energy from people. Wait, what? Hold on, hold on. This gets even better. Just let me finish this, and then we'll debunk it. Right, that quartz bearing limestone. Sure, yeah, it'll suck the energy right out of you. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, quartz is silicon dioxide, and silicon is used in the manufacture of computer memory chips. The stored energy (laughs) may somehow be able to release itself in a sort of replay, a full manifestation, or partial sounds such as voices or footsteps. This is known as the stone tape theory. <laughs> First off, that's not how tapes work. No, let alone tapes, tapes are magnetics. But <laughs> wow, all right, there's a lot break. to unpack there. Yeah, let's. Let... <laughs> I feel like, oh my gosh, that that's that's how any any that's, conspiracy that's kind of... theory works. It just takes a kernel of. I don't know. It just takes word mush. Yeah. Yeah. No silicon. I heard of Silicon Valley and silicon is in quartz. So computer rocks. Basically it's computer rocks. It's like you're a hundred percent right. It's mm-hmm. basically comes down to computer rocks. And then they throw tapes in there at the end. Yeah. 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 And I, uh, at what point does CaCO3 have silicon in it? Yeah. That's it. Okay. So the first thing is if you have limestone, there's obviously no quartz in, or yeah, it's, it's calcium all carbonate. Calcite. Yes. Yeah. Now, no. if it if it turns into dolomite, does that change what the recording sounds like? Mm. Uh, it might interfere. It you get that extra magnesium in there, so yeah, yeah you get a lot of static. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's what that's what it is. <laughs> Hello, I can barely hear you. Please that's, turn it up. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. The stone tape theory. That's that's got to be a joke. They got to be messing. Do they have a contact us? Can we send them an email? Uh, I've got a lot of questions. Yes, we 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 can we can send them an email. Uh, Can you just and I hope they get back to us. Yeah, be a whole other episode. Just say please explain yourself. Yeah. Um. Um, So there you go. I thought that was a that was a pretty good one there. (laughs) So I I, I've actually I'm going to come around to courts here. All right. if, If you bear with me a little bit. Of course we will. <laughs> so I've got, I've got some, uh, some sort of, oh boy, I, I, I got a little bit of a, uh, this is going to be a roundabout story, you know, I'm in for a pretty straightforward guy like myself. Um, this is I'm out of settling the, in. So, well, I, and I was kind of thinking about this when Chris was talking about the, the mine, seeing lights in the mine. So seeing sort of lights outside, atmospheric sort of ghost lights um, are, are oftentimes called Will-o'-the-Wisp. If you've, if you've seen the movie Brave. I have. She, she follows a Will-o'-the-Wisp. She does. Brave? Yeah. Emerita? Yeah. So Emerita. Oh, come on, cool. man. Yeah, it's when, one of my favorites. I never heard it. When did it come out? 
Uh, probably like eight years ago. Yeah, 2012 or something. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, just, just have some kids and you'll see it 12 times. Uh, you know what's funny? My kids don't like it. I, they, It's hit or miss in this house, but yeah, it's hit or miss. <laughs> And it's, I think it's like one of the best ones. I, I think so too. Like I tried really hard to get my daughter to watch it. Like, cause it's such a good uplifting, yeah, uh, powerful woman movie. Yeah. And just, I don't want to watch this. Same thing. Yeah. Same exact thing. I'm like, she's strong and she's brave. She literally climbs a waterfall. Come on. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so this is, it, and so that takes place in Scotland. And this is like a, a very UK sort of thing. Um, and sometimes they're called friars lanterns or hobby lanterns or jack-o'-lanterns. Ooh. Um, they're also sometimes called hinky punks, which is, I like that a lot. Yeah. Hinky I saw, punks. I saw that band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because they're oftentimes thought to look like a, a lantern or someone holding an old lantern off sort of in the distance. Um, in, in in sort of Welsh folklore, in, in Wales, they're called fairy fires, and um, they're held by the, the puka, which are just these, again, goblin-like fairies. It's all very goblin-esque um, that are sort of mischievous. And so Will-O-The-Wisp, in Brave, they're, they're taking Merida uh, on a quest to find, you know, her strength. But oftentimes... They're thought to be um, mis- uh, mischievous. In, in Welsh, um, they're part of the Telwith Teg, which are like the fairies that are sort of mischievous. Uh, just for a little glimpse at the Welsh language, Telwith is T-Y-L-W-Y-T-H. Yeah, that's um, about right. And so sometimes they're, they're thought to foretell sort of, you know, bad things like a funeral coming up or, you know, someone will die. Um, but they're also thought to be sort of guardians of treasures, similar to uh, leprechauns. Um, in, in Devon, they're called pixie lights. Um, and so they're often seen over bogs or marshes. Um, they can generate sort of sounds. One of my favorites uh, along this line is in German, they're called the 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 Weissesfrauenkin. I'm probably saying that terribly. Probably, yeah. My German's not great. Um, and they're they frequently are known for blowing out candles on unsuspecting courting couples and Whoa. then producing <laughs> kissing sounds <laughs> that uh were supposed to play tricks on um you know, misinterpreted by parents, which Sounds like a story you would tell your parents if yeah, you got busted. No, it was the pixies. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the vice of Frau and Kin. So um, they're, they're sort of nickel. lights you see in the distance. They're <laughs> atmospheric. Um, in in on the island of of Guernsey, they're known as the 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 Faye Boulanger, which. Um, Apparently means rolling fire, but I thought Boulanger was a bakery. But again, my French is not what it once was. Boulanger, no, that's uh, yeah, patisserie. Yeah, it's like a bakery. Like a bakery. But uh, so Guernsey—that's where all the uh, 
good Guernsey cows come from. Yeah, right? that's where you get your, your cows. And so it's thought that they're a lost soul trying to find a way. And so what you're supposed to do is, is if you see it to not get led astray by it, mm. um, is to turn your coat inside out. Um, and that'll confuse it and stop it in its tracks. Of course. Or stick a knife into the ground, blade up, and the, the fay will t- attempt to kill itself. Wow. Um, they really thought a lot about this. It, it, yeah. So a lot of these are, you know, a lot of these get a little dark. And um, Will of the Wisps, um, again, hinky pinkies in the Scottish Highlands are sometimes known as spunkies. Spunkies. <laughs> <laughs> which... They take the form of what's called a link boy or, or, or um, these uh, kids back in the day who would you would pay them and they would light the way for you if you were, uh, you know, wherever you were at. And so they would uh, lead you essentially astray and the light would just recede and recede and recede until you were kind of stuck out in the darkness. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they can be omens or, um, you know, they, they could be just fairies hanging out in the, in the U S we see them over, over again, marshes and bogs and fens in, uh, in Massachusetts, close to the, the Cape you have, I don't know if you've ever heard of this it's called the Bridgewater triangle. No. What's, where you get things is, like this occurring oh, okay. um and it's big down south in louisiana they're called the the faithfulette which means um oh gosh uh it basically just means wisp or, or fire f-e-u in french or creole is fire um so it's said that these um are souls that get sent back to do penance okay um but Take instead soul instead right. they get angry and attack people for vengeance oh man but most times it's it's pretty harmless just mischievousness uh so i mean if you know a thing or two about bogs or swamps or fens and who doesn't yeah it's that these areas produce a lot of say methane yeah they gas there's some gas. And so there's some thought that it's just like the mess methane occasionally can ignite. And so you're, you're seeing just flames from decomposing organic material. You also have um, bioluminescence and things, chemoluminescence, you know, in, in marsh areas and where you're producing organics, you oxidize phosphine pH three phosphorus trihydrox trihydrate i don't know ph3 but But that's what they thought they detected on the in the atmosphere of venus recently oh that's right yeah phosphine phosphine. so you know it's it's it might be bioluminescence it might be swamp gas it might be fairies tell what tag all i i only know the the welsh sort of side of this and with the tell with tag, you stay on their good side. You don't want to, you don't want to piss them off. You yeah. do, do not. But um, if you think about it, taking your coat off and putting it inside out, if you are getting saying 
influenced by all the degassing by taking your coat off, turning it inside out, <laughs> may, might be, you know, essentially wafting away the the gases, oh. if you will, which which may not lead you astray. So it may oh, actually true. have saved your life by, you know, just wafting doing that action. That's a good point. I was going to say it would have confused me as well. Yeah. I'd be like, what? His coat's inside out. Uh, I, I should <laughs> go home. I would definitely probably... The last resort would be putting my knife in the ground backwards because I'd be afraid I'd just trip. Oh my gosh, that yeah, just sounds... that's that one's <laughs> having kids too. Like, oh my god, who left that there? <laughs> who put it? There's so uh, uh, going going to my office every morning. Coming up uh, North Street, there's a road sign that someone ran into, and it bent in half and broke. And so now there's like a two inch piece of broken Jagged metal steel. sticking out of the ground. <laughs> oh, just. And I, you know, I wear flip flops most every day, and I'm just like, oh god, this is gonna. When I hit my foot off this, it's gonna be bad. You need a cone. Bring a cone. Um, so I've got some stories of other lights here. If you want to hear real quick, do you got time? Yeah. yeah. Anything All about right. earthquake lights? I was always thinking about earthquake lights when you were. Uh, oh yeah, earthquake yeah. lights. But that's legit though. That's, yeah. Yeah. They. So. Yeah. I mean, just like all these ghost stories, but yeah. The first one is, are, are the especially mar- the, uh, the 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 stone tape theory, right? Uh, yeah. Well, well, get get ready. So All right, here we, we got go. the. I'm going to get through two stories, and then we'll get to some stone lights. All right. Uh, so we got the Marfa lights. Have you ever heard of these? This is in Marfa, Texas. Gesundheit. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying that. the Texans probably say it some dumb way. Marfa light. Uh, no offense, uh, to the Texans, but they're probably like yeah, Marfa light. Sounds like an interesting mineral. Marfa. So Marfa is in like southwestern texas um so this this occurs on highway 90 about nine miles uh east of marfa and so there's a spot on the highway where the highway like widens and that's where you see everything in the distance of course Mm -hmm. um there's bright you know sort of bright lights that are apparently you can distinguish they're not like car lights and they're not from local ranches anything okay um and apparently sometimes they move and in, in crazy they have crazy movements now <clears throat> the the most likely case here is that marfa is at elevation you know marfa's at almost almost a mile it's at 4700 feet okay so you get these temperature differentials where like the ground gets really hot <clears throat> And it's cold above, or you know, you get um, cold or uh, warm layers of air at, in the atmosphere blocking in cold. So you get temperature inversions. And whenever you have these temperature inversions, you can create, you know, the light moving through that air can act kind of goofy, and you can get mirages and things. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the image off the Great Lakes where Chicago is upside down in the sky? Oh yes. yeah, I've, I've, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and then there's that, also one like of like a ship upside yeah, down or something like that. Yeah. Look, is up in the sky. That's all a temperature inversion, and so it's like refracting the light. It's refracting kind of, the light. Yeah. yeah. How about that? And, and so some researchers have said this is sort of the case in all the lights that you're observing. Some researchers went out in the 2000s and said, ah, it's just just headlights off of highway 60, which intersects in the distance from that spot. 
Oh, and so it's just like bouncing the light around. And but the first record of this was in 1883. What? When there were no no Highway 60. What if it was like somebody on their horse just with a lantern? You know, like on Highway 60. (laughs) That's, That's. That is probably the likelier story. Yeah, because hi- <laughs> Highway 60 was there in the 1860s. Well, it it might have been. It know. might have been a trail or something. Yeah, you know, I, I know. I'm just busting chops. The old Marfa Marfa Trail. I'm really sorry if I'm saying that wrong. How do you spell it? M A R F A. Yeah, the, how, I, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine Marfa. Marfa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marfa Trail. Marfa. Uh, so I'm going to say this one probably wrong too. Paulding, the Paulding light, which appears outside of Paulding, Michigan. All right. Which is up in the upper peninsula, which to our friends listening in the upper peninsula is a pretty weird place. If you've ever been to the upper peninsula, there's some strange characters up that, up that <laughs> place. Um, <clears throat> good people. Are you writing this down to edit out? (laughs) (laughs) Offend any people from the UP. Um, So anyhow, there's uh, this was first in the 1960s. um, And it's a valley. It's a big marsh. Um, And so, again, there's this idea that it's probably swamp gas. But and it was first reported by a group of teenagers. So. Yeah, they were, they were smooching yeah. and blaming that Germans. But they did go to the show. <laughs> for all their smooching. Yeah. <laughs> smooching. Yeah. So um, many people have said to see in the lights. Um, and the most popular legend is that there was a railroad brakeman in the valley who was trying to signal an oncoming train from colliding with another train and he was killed while doing that. He was waving his lantern. Oh no. Which is a pretty, you know, spooky story. But again, probably swamp gas. <laughs> Damn, swamp gas keeps on coming up tonight. Yeah, right? Wow. All, All right. this stuff in the swamps. All right. Here's the last one I've got. All right. So this is, this is called the, the Hestalen lights. So this is this is from Norway. Hang on, is this on our outline? It it is. My outline has been formatted pretty nice. It could be it could be tuned up a bit. And how how would you tune that up? I wish I knew who to contact. Do you have anyone in mind? <laughs> I do. You can contact the formatting formula at www.formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash c forward slash formatting formula. For all of your Word document formatting needs, um, I was I was busting Jesse's chops there. No, he actually was following our outline. But um, formatting formula, uh, I I cannot say enough good things about them. They can take your thesis and edit it for you brilliantly. Put in your figures, uh, page numbers, headers, footers, uh, table of contents, hyperlinks. All kinds of stuff. And um, again, they have videos where you can teach yourself how to do all this stuff, or they have the easy peasy solution, which is to just contact them and they can do it all for you. So, but formattingformula.com, don't forget to say that the geology flannel cast sent you. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And we do a uh, 
Do they do any like Halloween specials where they'll have like a goblin show you how to format your uh Ooh. Oh, perhaps word documents? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of fairy Go- light. Ghosts in the machine, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> rock tape. Let's just throw a rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, all, all of their computers run on rocks. So <laughs> yeah. my processor is the you know <laughs> latest nice. That's good. Yeah, uh, you om- literally almost had beer come out of my nose. I, I was just taking a sip when you said that. <laughs> um, so the the okay. Hestalin lights. So this takes place in the uh, in I guess the Hessen Valley. Um, the story I was reading called it the Hestalin Valley, but Dal means valley in Norwegian, so sort of redundant. Um, <clears throat> so these. These ones are actually sort of spooky um, in that these lights appear both night and day. Mm. And they seem to float through and above the valley. And they can appear in different colors. Sometimes they're above the horizon. Sometimes they're below the horizon. And their duration can be seconds to hours. Okay. Sometimes they move, sometimes they sway, sometimes they hover. And um, they've been seen through the years, during the 1930s at least, um, they, they've, is when people really started noticing them. Um, and and they, they were seen through the 80s at least 15 to, to 20 times a week. Um, it's a couple times a day. All right. Yeah, but uh, in the last 10 years, the, it's really dropped off. Mm, Who knows? That's very strange. Now that everybody's got their nose in a phone. Every now that we have well that Tommy Knocker is one of the one of the getting back to this, one of the things that people have said or miners have said the reason you don't hear Tommy Knockers and some old timers uh were against this was that you have radios in the mines now. And so you can't hear them as much. Ah, ah I got you. You can hear the knocking. So anyway, um, no real good explanation for this. Um, so I've got a couple possible explanations and they're Bring all, it. all sort of crazy. All right. What do you, what do you um, got, man? So one is that, it's the combustion of hydrogen, oxygen, and sodium that occurs in the valley because there's a large deposit of scandium there. Mm. I don't know how that works or the ins and outs of it. Uh, so, hmm, okay. But it, it would explain the different colors, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I mean, light. so- sodium lights are like, you know, they were the parking lot lights and stuff before LEDs yeah. because they would last a really long time and they didn't they didn't take up a tremendous amount of energy but they they lasted a long time because you didn't want to have to get up on your 30 foot ladder to change a parking lot light yeah. but they kind of gave that like orange yeah hue. yeah um <clears throat> another one is that it's a cluster of of gulam crystals in a plasma it's produced by the ionization of air and dust of alpha particles by radon decay in the atmosphere because you have high radon producing rocks in the area. 
All right, all right. Let's, but to uh, get to plasma, yeah, like that's doesn't that take a then, tremendous amount of energy? Well, but there's we, a lot of places with a lot of radon. Like I live in yeah. an area with a crap ton of radon. Oh and, yeah, I've got radon under me right now. Haven't sweet. seen any lights lately. <laughs> um, we could talk if you wanted to after this about ball lightning and St. Elmo's fire. If you wanted, oh, save that for the Patreon extra. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. I, th- I think the idea is that it's dusty, so it can cause. Ign- I, yeah, I don't know how you would create a plasma. I don't know uh, why the radon would ignite. I mean, d- dust can ignite readily. That's but, yeah. That's. But but even if it ignites, I wouldn't expect it to plasma. Yeah, had to. What do you have? Like nuclear fusion happening in this <laughs> this area? Well, all lightning. Ball lightning. Oh, that's always the <laughs> hmm. Is there another explanation? Yes, rock oh. tapes. Get ready. <laughs> rock tapes. <laughs> so that the, the Hestalin lights are a product of piezoelectricity. From quartz. From quartz. So you've got piezoelectricity. Same thing as earthquake lights. Yeah. So it's a charge that accumulates in certain minerals, quartz especially, because quartz it results from the, the pressure and, and the pressure. <clears throat> so when you squeeze it, 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 it has something to do with the, uh, it creates some kind of electrical field. Yeah. I never really understood that the piezoelectric, the piezoelectrical properties. It's the course. way that the, it, the way it's crystalline, you know, it's crystal yeah. lattice. And when you squeeze it, it has something to do with its symmetry too. It has no inversion symmetry. Does that sound familiar? That does sound familiar. I don't if know if you, that's when correct. You squeeze but... it and you, you know, it's the pressure when you squeeze it and whatnot. And so in this area, the rocks um, have quartz grains. So there's some thought that, you know, the, the rocks here are, are straining and, you know, you're in the valley here and I'm pretty sure it's a fjord. And so the, the rocks, you know, in the fjord as they're, as they're sort of fracturing and, and, and straining through weathering, it's going to produce uh, these, these, these different charges, which can give off lights. I don't know. I don't know about that though. Nah, but maybe talk, talk about earthquake lights. Maybe it's the earthquake lights. It's probably fair. uh, it, it probably is fairs. I would I would give you. I, I think it's uh, that was. I don't know why you didn't see that first. Yeah, <laughs> there was some type of fairy activity. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow. That's a that's some good light stories you had there, Jesse. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. Um, I got a. I got some more. St- I got a couple stories here. Ooh. Okay. So I got two. I want to talk about that are very Halloween related. Um. Another one that uh, we got to look into this one, but uh, all right. So number one, these are these. This is we'll just call this like the lightning round because I got these are just like little (laughs) like little like tidbits here, right? Rapid fire. So um, all right. So number one is talking about the skull of Cyclops and how can this be related to geology, right? So Cyclops obviously is a. a figure in Greek mythology with one eye in the middle of his, you know, I don't know, forehead mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, right above the bridge of your nose. 
Yeah, right above the bridge of your nose. Thank you. Yeah. So you ever seen uh, Percy Jackson? Come on. What? Oh, carry on. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure some of our patrons have seen or heard of per- Percy Jackson novels, but carry on. Anyways, during the Pleistocene, dwarf elephants inhabited uh, Mediterranean islands. And there's a thought that their skulls were the inspiration for the Cyclops. So um, if you look at a dwarf elephant, you can and see who hasn't it, and who has not looked at a dwarf elephant. I'll send you guys a picture here. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the dwarf elephant, it has this large nasal cavity in the center of its skull. And it looks like one eye socket. And whoa. Uh, whoa. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that is totally a Cyclops elephant. That's where they think the uh, the Cyclops came from. Uh, so the uh, Austrian paleontologist uh, Othenio Abel, I hope we said his first name right, first suggested the connection between the extinct elephants and the Cyclops in 1914. So that's most likely where the uh, the Cyclops came from. That a boy, nice dwarf elephant. Um, yeah, maybe right. we can post this on our website. Yeah, I'll post I'll post a link for this uh, on on the website here some of these stories that we're going to talk about. Um, all right. Did you guys know that Frankenstein was inspired by a volcanic eruption? Mary Shelley. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Mary Shelley wrote it. So uh, in 1815, let's talk about Mount Tambora, right? It's uh it's the largest eruption ever recorded. Is that true? Tambor was the largest ever recorded. Uh, I think in I know it was is a big modern one. history. Modern, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, mo- re- recorded by by humans. Like wait, you know, yeah. Because what's the one where you know? I mean, Yellowstone. People, people were go- people were going insane and jumping Krak- off ships and stuff. Krakatoa. Krakatoa, Krakatoa ruptured people's eardrums and they yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So Tambora goes off in uh indonesia in 1815 and uh, <laughs> this, this article i'm reading literally says it birthed the monster uh, the eruption triggered global cooling patterns uh disrupted weather patterns is uh, um, did i say disrupt it, yeah, yeah, was okay. it 1815 or 1993 well that's what i was going to say <laughs> we know in in the 90s jesse had that summer where there was there was no swimming and I too also wrote stories that summer. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, 1816, because everything was so cold due to the volcanic eruption, it became known as the year without a summer. This dreary weather led Mary Shelley and her companions to spend the 1916 summer indoors. They held a ghost competition, a ghost story competition to pass the time. And that's where Frankenstein came from. Wow, that's awesome. You can thank uh, Mount Tambora erupting in 1815 for the story of Frankenstein. Yeah, well, she wrote it on the, the lake, the shores of Lake Geneva. Yeah. That's really And also, Bram, wasn't Bram Stoke, Stoker? Was it Bram Stoker? Who wrote uh, Dracula? Yeah, Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. He was with. Was that is that the correct story? He was with Mary Shelley. They wrote the two stories together. With the, no, the, the there was. Um, 
<clears throat> she was there with Percy Shelley and um, I'm trying to think there was uh, some other stories there as well, but no, he wasn't. He lived later. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So my, my last story here is uh, I'll send you guys the, the link for this as well. There you go. Um, all right. So we all know uh, there's always this uh, kind of this like folklore of like human sacrifice in volcanoes, right? Yeah, I've seen Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> the, the Garfield versus the volcano. Mm-hmm. Garfield, it's a classic, right? Yeah, Garfield um, in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of, you know, similar to the, uh, the Garfield story. Uh, there is an actual volcano in Indonesia where there is uh, ritual sacrifice occurring. And uh, so this is an article. Uh, this this is pretty recent. This is uh, June of 2021. So four months ago, this article just came out. Um, thousands of people, thousands of worshipers uh, trudged up an active Indonesian volcano on Saturday, I guess back in June, to cast livestock and other offerings down to its smoldering crater in a centuries old religious ceremony. So apparently they get together and uh, these people there uh, from this, uh, it's called the, 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 the Tengger tribe. And um, they throw fruit, vegetables, flowers, and even some livestock, such as goats and chickens. Yeah. To Today Pro. I brought a chicken for my ancestors. <laughs> well, they, they sacrifice these animals in uh, uh, the, the crater of Mount Bromo. It's called the Yad uh, Yad Yadna Yadna Casada Festival. So every year they do this, and um, it's it's in hopes of pleasing ancestors and Hindu gods. Um, they hope to bring prosperity into their community. So uh, no human sacrifice. I'm sorry, but um, livestock uh, sacrifice currently going on in indonesia which we know is uh indonesia is the most volcanically active country in the world i believe 200 over 200 active volcanoes yeah i I think that's a whole whole episode on mount cinnabon from Indonesia. yeah oh that's right yeah yeah. so mount sophie Mm -hmm. Sophie, join us that Mm -hmm. one yeah so uh circle back around real quick uh lord byron who was with mary and percy shelley on Lake Geneva there, his personal physician was uh, John Polidori. And so they were stuck inside <clears throat> because it was so damp and rainy and they decided to write spooky stories. And he wrote one called the vampire, which is, you know, the, the, the beginning of the vampire genre as we know it. So there was okay. So I yeah, said that. So that's that, where you were the, thinking of Bram Stoker. Okay, okay. So I knew there was something with like Frankenstein and vampires that happened at the. So was this was this before Bram's? Stoker's, yeah. So this Stoker's, is thought to be sort okay. of like the foundation of how we think of vampires as being like, you know, suave and dapper, mm. kind of like Dracula. Um, before that, they're not as suave yeah. and dapper. I did see a funny meme today. Uh, Vlad the Impaler won 
for best Halloween decorations, 1482 to 1486. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, so I say, okay, how about this? Um, you got any more stories, by the way? Anything else? Or I'm bringing nothing to the table today. Just, Thanks, just my witty commentary. You're just here for your, your comic relief. And That's just, what uh, we, you know, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Let's face it. I don't bring much to the table every week, so it's about par. Carry on. Jesse, <laughs> you got any, any more stories? No, I'm good for you. Yeah, I'm good. All right. I got one. Ooh. One, one last challenge, and this is actually is a challenge for Jesse. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Even better. Now, now uh, Jesse, he claims he can take any topic and relate it back to geology. Oh, right? yeah. I love the old stump the Jesse. <laughs> yeah, this is something that uh, I didn't. He doesn't know where I, I just thought of this like 10 seconds ago. So <laughs> we're going to put Jesse on the spot here on the premier geology podcast, the geology final cast. And we talked about Frankenstein. We talked about vampires and how it's all related to geology. Right. Um, so. Wait, wait, we did. We talked about gold. Yeah. We talked about Frankenstein. And what was uh, that town in Texas? Marfa. Murph. 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 Yeah. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's what I was. <laughs> Getting close um, to Christmas, fellas. Just saying. So, all right. Here's my challenge for Jesse. We did not mention zombies at all. And ah. you can't have a Halloween episode and not mention zombies. So my challenge to you, Jesse, the final task of the podcast today before we wrap things up. Can you link zombies to ah. geology? Oh, I can. Oh, Steve. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. This is Jesse's. Well, <laughs> so I, I know there's a type of, of fungus that affects i want to say ants oh yes it grows yeah. out of their brain the or whatever fungus yeah yeah and so that you need a very specific it grows in the soil which you need a very specific you know biome temperature and and precipitation and soil ph and parent oh. material yeah which is rocks. rocks soil soil is soil is life wow Let's let's say that I'm, I am impressed. You really pulled that one out of your ass. That yeah, was man, a, that was nice. Story <laughs> of my life. That's... Really, I thought I had him. I thought I was going to watch him squirm and like you know. No, I was I was going to go with ancient fluid inclusions of viruses in in like salt mines Ooh, and stuff. Yeah, or, uh, people you know used to have to you would, they literally had like dudes who would lick to see if you were getting more more bitter salt or more salty salt and but some of these guys would eventually lick into a fluid inclusion and get some sort of horrible ancient virus or disease that you know what hasn't never been known to humans huh. and it would just like yeah turn them into zombies and they'd start eating brains and you know cats and dogs living together Okay. Mass hysteria. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> circling back to Ghostbusters. I would say that, Halloween that Ghostbusters ah, yeah. is perfect. <laughs> Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies of all time. Great, yeah, there's a new one coming movie. out soon. Classic. Oh yeah. Actually, kind of looks pretty good. 
So Ghostbusters Afterlife. In it. Yeah. What's that? Harold Ramis is dead. It's yeah. his. It's, it's about his, his like grandkids. Grandkids. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. What you, that's what you got to do. Mm. Yeah. So. Anyway, well, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to all our Patreons who have also been chiming in via the chat and uh, correcting us on our French yeah, pronunciation. I said that uh, patisserie meant bakery in French, and that was incorrect. So I'm sorry. Cool. No, but that's one of the, the the beauties of being a Patreon is you get to listen to us and and or reprimand us, <laughs> correct us. Or Live. just talk trash, really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, being a Patreon is a, is a wonderful way to help support the podcast. It helps uh, keep the lights on, uh, sometimes literally. So uh, please, if you if you have a moment, send us a few pence. If you're in, let England, let, yeah, let the Tommyknockers take you to the vein of riches, <laughs> and if you could wow. spare some of that. Yes. Tin or copper or gold. Silver and gold. <laughs> silver and oh, gold. I am. Um, there we go. There's our Christmas episode right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. Going over the, uh, the old Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Like, gold, uh, frankincense, <laughs> and myrrh, Texas. <laughs> I, yeah. My, um, as I'm moving, I, I recognize how. So the mic stand I had was attached to my desk. And, a, oh. <laughs> and my desk has a glass on top of it and the mic stand cracked it and, and broke the whole corner off. Oh, and that's, uh, but I power through all for, the sacrifices for, you make for the, yeah, for everyone. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. Beauty. Um, if you're willing to make a sacrifice for the geology flannel cast, you can go to patreon.com <laughs> slash geology flannel cast. There's uh, several different tiers of membership there. We uh, every little bit helps. Yeah, what's what's the tier where you throw livestock into the volcano? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the piezoelectric rock tape tier. Yes, 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 yes. You you tell yes. us what, what animal you'd like to be sacrificed. And <laughs> I I can't do that. I can't be a part of. I can't be a part of that. I'll do anything for money. I'll I'll throw a I'll throw like a plush. No, I mean I, we'll I do like balloon animals. Yeah. We'll do balloon animals. Okay, know? that like, works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, there's uh, several different tiers of uh, membership there. If you'd like to help us out, starting as little as two dollars a month, uh, every little bit helps. And for those of you that have helped us out on uh, Patreon, uh, we thank you very much. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, there's also some fun merch at the geology flannel cast.com or not the just geology flannel cast.com. Get, get one of the geology flannel cast coffee mugs. Co- Christmas is coming up. I can't think of a better Christmas present for your, uh, your coworkers or your friends or just, or yourself. Maybe yeah. You just want to show off. Be like, yeah, Get yourself. You know? Yeah. I listen to premier geology flannel cast. That's right. <laughs> Uh, also, right. it, and once again, apparently, you said it again, the premier geology flannel cast. I did. Is, it's not incorrect. <laughs> it is not. We are uh, the only <laughs> geology flannel cast. But we've been told recently that not only does it make your coffee taste 20% better, it can also make your wine taste 20% better. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. Goodness. Wow. And it's an opaque mug. So feel free to drink wine to, at work. No, no one's going to know. Mm. Well, I, mm. I'm not going to recommend that. <laughs> but, um, 
I mean, you know, if, if you're an adult, you got to do what you got to do. And if you work from home and you don't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who am I to judge? You know, you can put whatever you want in there. Uh, so we have these coffee mugs there uh, at geologyflannelcast.com. There's some T-shirts, some stickers. You can get five. We'll give you five stickers for three dollars at the geologyflannelcast.com. So it's a deal. Yeah, that's that's a steal. I was just we, we, was we are not that's, uh, that's cheap. That's that's good accounting deal. majors because I'm pretty sure that means we're losing money. But carry on. <laughs> but uh I have this great idea for a pine class we should talk about too. Ooh. Oh, let's yeah. not talk about that on to everybody before. No, we're, we're teasing it. Ready. We're teasing it. We're <laughs> getting everybody it. excited about All it. All right. By Maybe. 2024, get ready. <laughs> well, it's like our Jesse free t shirts. It only took us like 16 years to get these freaking t shirts. <laughs> Look, one of my pet peeves is when something has coming soon and then it doesn't come soon. So I, I aim like far this down podcast, the road. like everything with this podcast, like basically. Far down the road. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for, for hanging out for the geology, the uh, geology flannel cast. Uh, we love you guys and we will see you next week. The fun, exciting episode of the premier geology podcast, the geology flannel cast. Jesse, what song you got in your head right now? You're going to take us out with. I got to go with Ray Parker, Jr. Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. Look the at original. that. Ladies and gentlemen. What a professional. Just no hesitation at all. Just, <laughs> shoot. you know, he got sued. Oh, uh, apparently it's it's like the exact same song as a Huey Lewis song. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, on that I note, did, I didn't mean uh... to, I didn't mean to bring us down, but yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Bye. <laughs>